And this is the big one, as they say. <laughs> Russ Fisher, Dynasty Outhouse, is back here with me, Superflex Dude, in the commissioner's office of Superflex City. And Russ, we've been putting it off as long as we can. We even tried to just like drop this podcast where it was <laughs> and just like just w- cover it with some newspaper and walk away. But here we are back in the office and it's time to talk startups. There's kind of no wait, 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 hold on. I can't let we just go past that big daddy <laughs> reference and just not call it out. Like that's just fantastic. <laughs> But yeah, no, like I remember for a while we're like, all right, we should do startups, right? No, let's talk about this instead. Yeah. Well, you want to do startups this time? No, let's just do this instead. We ran out of this. Like yeah. we're just like, you want to just record next week? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like I think that people legitimately probably would think that we're scared of it. Like that's why I kind of play into it a little bit. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot to to setting up your startup. I mean, if you if you're not caught up with the whole series. Uh, we've been basically, you know, building the, I won't, I won't say perfect, because what is perfect? It's, it's when the it compromise to... league, right? Yeah. You know, we've been kind keeping using that, that sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're building a league that is like average, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't sound fun, <laughs> yeah. but it really is. It's like, you know, a compromise again. There's no fun way to call this, which is why I think we've been sticking with sweet spots. At least that makes it sound interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, it, and so, I mean, we've done, I think, 12 episodes now, something like that, 11 or 12. Um, and, I mean, we've covered just about, we've covered pretty much everything. The only things we're missing are the startups and uh, rookies, mm-hmm. uh, draft slash auction. So, um, we've got that stuff to go to. And, and, and like I said, I mean, like it's probably looked a little bit like we're avoiding it and it, it, you know, it's a little overwhelming, I suppose, cause there is so much to it. But, um, to me, this is the funnest part. Like the startup is, is the, in fact, like, isn't it so tempting sometimes to just do like join the dynasty league just for the startup? And then once it's usually why you do, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, and then, you know, after once, as soon as it's over, you're like, man, I don't know that I even wanted to be in this league. Sometimes, sometimes if you, if you, if, if it's a sweet spot league, man, I think that you're going to have fun and you're going to stick around. But, uh, it's yeah. Sometimes once that startup is over, I'm just like, man, I like, I just don't have, quite as much energy for this league anymore so uh the startup is is the most fun part and it's to me it's pretty important that you get it right i think that we're gonna try to just focus on the on the draft even though we also need to talk about startup auctions yeah i think it's like we were talking before we think it's best to we have like four pieces left really what it comes down to two really but we're going to cut each of those in half Startup draft, startup auction, rookie draft, rookie auction. It's well, there is like 80% overlapping between, you know, startup and draft and auction, rookie draft and rookie auction. That 20% is super important. So I figure what we'll do is get that 80% out of the way with just talking about the draft itself and then fill that 20% in the snake draft or just like the straight draft with rookies. And then we can just literally specifically. And all other words that mean bring it down into just talk about the auction itself Mm -hmm. and the values and how to run it. Because I feel like you don't need to be as specific about a lot of things when you're talking about a draft. But when you're talking about an auction, every itsy bitsy thing matters. So it's definitely better to, I think, get the generalities out of the way before we, we hit auction. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's, let's get to the draft then. Um, I mean, I, I, I know that you, do i mean is it is it primarily drafts or is it strictly drafts like which is fair to say i have never commissioned a league that has auctions but i have i I have done them and they are insanely fun and i'm terrible at them well i really i could say the thing about drafts i'm not very good at drafting but they're still fun um all of the leagues i run are drafts mostly because it's easy and especially like with trade addicts leagues, it's easier to trade in a draft than it is with an auction. That's honestly the only reason I stuck with snake drafts instead of switching it up to go to auctions or anything like that, just because it was fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. In in I mean I I've you and I have talked about this enough, you know, it, like like off air. Um I know that a big part of it for you is it's easier to trade in a draft. I know yeah. you know it's it's obviously it's possible to trade in an auction. It does for get sure. it does get tougher because those dollar values are all over the place, but um it is much easier in a, in a draft and uh, you know, I, I think that it's, it, it it's an important component that doesn't always exist. Um, I think that that's a nice, easy thing that we can say right off the top, make sure that you're able to trade uh, within a draft like that. It, it's, it's all the difference in the world. Like that's the majority of the fun in all honesty is the ability to trade up, trade down, whatever. Um, but let's start at the very beginning, just like, how are you determining draft order? And maybe there are several different ways to go about it, but what are, what are some of the ways to do this? All right. I think you're, you're actually, you said, let's start at the beginning. I think you're starting a little too further forward. Um, the first thing we have is when do you want to start your startup? <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. Like, like time of year is, is really when is the really the first thing, because, you know, like I said in the past, when it comes to the trade addicts leagues, I'll probably start them up a week or two after the Super Bowl because I'm bored. And just think about what values were in February versus what they are now, you know, in the end of end of May. Mm-hmm. Like a lot and rookies not even really included, like just players themselves, free agency happened, the draft happened, and that greatly affects, you know, player value. So if you are one of those let's just call them degenerates because that's kind of what we are that where you need it right away absolutely so much fun if you're one of those people that want to have as much information in front of you as possible so you wait till i mean what was the draft like the end of april so i guess if you wait till may you know to start doing yours or if you want to wait until i mean hell a dynasty draft snake draft usually will take seven to 14 days depending on questions we'll get to later uh you know timer and stuff like that so hell if you want to start like the end of august more power to you you absolutely can it really again comes down to do you want to do it now do you want to have fun do you want to let everyone make the smartest decisions by having the most information in front of them all of that's up for grabs like to me there is no wrong answer when it comes to this um i will say if i Knew I was okay. Next year, next year is going to happen. The Super Bowl is going to happen, and I know I'm creating Trade Addicts ten because I can't stop at nine. That would just break my brain not having an even ten. <laughs> so, knowing I'm going to start that league, am I really going to wait till August to do it? I don't have that kind of patience. Like, and do I want to? No. The thing is, I really, I enjoy doing a draft before the NFL draft. Uh, I don't necessarily have a real reason. I think it's just because you're that's like the biggest zone of values being sort of up in the air, right? Like we're a lot of it's speculation. We think they're going to draft this. We think this guy's going to sign in free agency. We think, we think, we think, in which case you're not going to have as much of a chalky order to things. It's, and when people's values differ, you trade a little better and all that stuff. So I like, April at the latest is pretty much where I would like the beginning of April is where I'd like to start mine, but I've absolutely last minute joins last minute leagues and drafted in August. And again, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's absolutely just what you're looking for. Yeah. So, you know, back to the sweet spot, like may probably. Yeah. I, I think the real answer is, Give it like a week or two after the NFL draft. Let the world yeah. let the world settle. You know, the world's never going to settle. Let you know. Let football <laughs> settle for a second. You know, before OTA start and the Amir Abdullah effects happens, where one dude runs an eighty yard touchdown and all of a sudden <laughs> his price triplicate triplicates tri- triples. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think really the sweet spot is probably a little bit after the draft, before rookie mini camps and stuff like that. That that's probably a good sweet spot. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, uh, I you know this is this is a little off topic, but I I have a point here. So, um, you know we I think that we had kind of talked a little bit about a supplemental draft. Um, we, I, we, we didn't have an idea at some point, but I yeah, mean clearly we didn't, we didn't really talk about it because we didn't hit rookie drafts yet. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So we didn't really get into it, and uh, yeah, I mean I don't want to foreshadow rookies too much, but 
essentially the idea would be, you know, because you, you have those, you know, undrafted free agents, you have players, you know, kind of changing teams that, that, you know, changes kind of the, the outlook for, you know, not only that player, but, you know, the players on the former team, the players on the current team, things like that. You know, there's, there's a lot that changes throughout training camp, um, throughout the, you know, and throughout the preseason, like you said, you get Amir Abdullah with that 80 yard touchdown and all of a sudden everybody's, you know, fully on board. And, you know, we, we just, there's just a bunch of information that we get, you know, through the summer months. And, but a, a, a lot of times we do our rookie drafts soon after the NFL draft. And then you gain a bunch of information. So my proposal is a supplemental draft right before the season starts. That's when you've got the most information possible. Um, and basically you draft those supplemental picks in a rookie draft. Like that's the only way to get them is draft them in the rookie draft. Um, and, and I mean, we can get into, you know, some of the reasons for that a little bit more when we get to the rookie draft. But, uh, the point being like, so Ryan McDowell's kitchen sink leagues have, you know, you've got, um, you've got a free agent auction, you've got a rookie auction, you've got, um, a, a, a restricted free agency period. Like there's, there's an event, some kind of event. There's, there's a Debbie draft every uh, single or, month. Yeah. yeah. So every month you've got an event. Yeah. And I kind of like that idea. I kind of like the idea of, you know, May is your startup, you know, June is your, is, is your rookie draft. And then, you know, maybe you take off for uh, the month of July for, you know, Scott Fishbowl, stuff like that. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, late August, you have that supplemental draft. And then, you know, in, in, for following years, you'll still have, you know, two events over the course of the summer, essentially. So it's it just, you know, multiple, multiple ways to kind of bring everybody back in. You get everybody back in the group chat, making deals and, and, um, you know, just, just multiple events. So, that's to me, you can also, you know, you can also kind of keep it pretty compact that way. So I personally, I'm with you. I kind of, I tend to prefer them before the NFL draft. I just get so bored with all the, yeah, talk. <laughs> yeah I'm just, I get that. I, and I've been complaining actually a lot on super show about the fact that and I mean, I still talk rookies, but I'm just like, man, why, like, why do we have to talk so much, talk so much about the four picks that we're going to make in our rookie drafts and not enough about the 30 picks that we're making in our startup draft? Like, why, why are we so focused on the rookies for such a large portion uh, of the calendar? So it's just, it, I like, I like to kind of break it up with some startups, but in terms of sweet spot, like getting enough information, um, but also kind of condensing your, you know, the, your three events into, you know, basically just into the summer months. Seems yeah. like it's kind of like, you know, early-ish May would be the time to do it. Yes. But yeah, like you said, if you want to spread it out, not too far out, May, June, sometimes July and August. That's a nice, good little run. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we have on here is the percentage of rules you need to have solidified before the startup. Yep. And, and I know... hundred. <laughs> honestly, I don't even think so. Uh, there's been leagues that have been thrown together. Let's see. I mean, most of them are like podcasters leagues, like um, the DFPN at work, and we just threw together a DLF podcasters league. And we don't really have any of the rules set up for the league. I feel like the only thing you really 100% need set up is scoring mm -hmm. and starting lineup. After that, it's pretty much, does it matter? Like, it does the way you run waivers or the tanking rules or any of, like, oh, I mean, let's just keep scrolling. Waivers, trades, if you have a taxi squad or an IR like is any of that or the way you get into the playoffs, is any of that going to change the way you draft your team? I don't really think so. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily. 
some of it could uh, affect like you know the taxi squad could affect it a little bit yeah i guess the amount of rookies you take but yeah yeah, still like i don't think that's super out there that you would really need like to me should you have it all done yeah probably but Mm -hmm. do you need to i honestly i really just think starting lineup uh and scoring because like if you tell me i only have to start one running back i'm going to draft one running back in the middle rounds you have to tell me if to start two i'm going to take one kind of early you know that really that does affect player value so i think you do need to actually have that spelled out but otherwise no i don't think you really need all that much yeah well and going all the way back to our very first episode when we were talking about bylaws you know a big part of it was that this at least for me like my bylaws it's a living document it's something that i want to be to have the the ability to continue to change so yeah i mean you don't want to lock yourself in anyways um but yeah uh, i i you know if you've got if you've got a full league of people ready to draft you know don't don't get <laughs> don't let that minutia guys i have to you. figure out the waiver schedule before we <laughs> yeah. draft you will get right. virtual slapped in the face by 11 other people <laughs> yeah if you're lucky you <laughs> uh, like worst case scenarios you start losing gms before you even get yeah. started so yeah yeah don't let that hold you back okay um, so no well then let's jump forward to now we can talk back. about yeah to, to your first question how do you decide draft order yeah the, the easiest answer is on mfl it says pick a random order and that will be <laughs> the odd number rounds and the reverse will be even number rounds in parentheses a snake draft yeah nice and easy click that random button uh but that's boring yes all right so let's let's go to the many ways that you can do draft order go back to redraft days where it was literally names in a hat you know crumble up pieces of paper throw them in a hat you pick them out that's your order yeah again not super fun but it's a little better than just clicking a button it's still a little involved uh there's a hundred yard rush.com which is a lot of fun you ever see that yes where pretty much i do that for stuff other than fantasy football sometimes absolutely anytime you need random it's really just (laughs) fun because what in case you've never seen it or used it you enter in the amount of objects okay we'll stick with people but like so say you have a 12 person league you enter in all 12 names and it is pretty much like a tech mobile graphic race across a field football field and it's you know it's practically comes down to a bunch of random dice rolls and whoever reaches the end first you know the order you reach the end is the order it finishes in you know first person to cross the end zone gets the first pick or you know I guess we'll talk about Derby in a second gets to, you know, pick their pick first. You know, that's a lot of fun. Um, I used to get my kids involved for my redraft leagues. When my, my son was one, we put him in a bath. We fill, we put rubber duckies and we wrote names on the bottom of the rubber duckies and Sharpie. And we swished them all around in the order. He picked up the duckies. That was the draft order. Uh, the year after that, we wrote names on little tennis balls and had him throw the ball. The further he threw it, the earlier your pick was. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like they did it in the show The League, where they, you know, they actually had kids run a race, uh, and you were assigned a kid. <laughs> At one of my son's birthday parties, it was uh, like a like a bouncy house kind of place, and one of the things they had was like this really big, tall ramp mountain thing with a lot of Velcro on it. And the point was they gave you little Velcro flags, like you're playing flag football. You were supposed to run up and get it as high as you can. So we did that with kids. <laughs> like we, we put them to work. You know, the higher they got, the better your pick was. I mean, have fun. Like, you know, do stupid things. We've done horse races where you you pick a horse. You don't get to look at odds. Just pick on name by based on name alone. Everyone picks a horse and the way they finish, you know, gives you the... The, the draft order we've done beer pong both tournament and just names on the bottom of cups if you don't have everyone in the same place at the same time so you write names on cups you swirl them on both sides of you and the other person and you chuck them you hit it you take a swig you look underneath and that's the order uh i know people have done like other sports like because other sports are in the playoffs around when we're doing at least redraft uh draft so like you pick march madness bracket yeah, brackets, uh, playoff teams for baseball or hockey, 
where you randomly get assigned a team and the further they go, the earlier your pick is, you know, so like, again, do you want to just hit the random button? That's absolutely fine. If you want to get more involved in it, there's plenty of ways to get more involved. There's just so many fun things you can do. And the more people you can get together in the same place, the more, <laughs> the more dumb crap you could do to make the order. <laughs> like, I remember there's someone like did like a beer games Olympics kind of thing. And, you know, the, the finish was the draft order and stuff like that. Uh, so anything you could do, you could do so much fun stuff. And especially when we were talking, you know, I started this by saying like in my redraft league, because mostly when it comes to dynasty startups, it's just, we do random just because we just want to get it going. So we just sort of hit that button and then the draft starts in 20 minutes. But yeah. in redraft, you have all that time in the world, really. So we would make it a little bit more fun. Uh, did did I miss anything? Do you have any ideas that I didn't spit out in my ramblings right there? <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like that's pretty all-encompassing anyways, you know, just the 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 variety of different ways you can do it. What I, what I will add in, though, um, is... So, uh, you know, if it, if it's, if it is some kind of competition that you're doing, you know, like the, like the March Madness bracket or something like that, you know, if, if there's some actual skill involved, yeah, at least the, some kind of skill, then it's, then, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, if it's something fairly random, like, uh, you know, like the, the rubber ducky thing or something like that, uh, to me, I think that, you do that to determine the order of the Kentucky Derby, which I think kind of segues into that. Why don't you just describe what the Derby is? Yeah. So basically what you're doing is, uh, you know, you're randomly selecting uh, or you're randomly drawing a draft order to draft your draft slot. Is there a better way to describe? No, which it? is exactly why I let you do this because it's absolutely some something you stumble over because it seems like such an easy concept, but then you're like, wait, how do I? Okay, yeah, what you said is absolutely right. So let's just say we used a random number generator and I came up first. That doesn't mean I get the first pick. That means I get to say, you know what? I like drafting from the middle. I'm going to take the sixth pick, yep. and then the person who came up next gets to choose where they want to pick. So it's cool. I don't. I don't necessarily know why it's called Derby style because uh, to me, Kentucky Derby is just a horse race. I don't know if there's more to it that I'm missing, but regardless that that's what it's called. I'm sure someone will DM you and, you know, let you know how dumb I am because I didn't know what it was. Uh, but I mean, that's, I gotta be honest. I'm not a biggest fan of derbies only because it kills trading in the beginning of drafts. Like I know I like picking eighth. Why am I going to trade out of the eighth spot? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it it kind of handcuffs you a little bit in the beginning, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, again, the way I like to play, the way I like to build leagues, it just kind of makes it a little boring. Again, that's just the beginning, because once you hit like round three or four, it's you know, no one knows what's going on anymore, and you're just trying to grab guys you like. So then, you know, the trading comes back into it. But it's very hard to trade in the first and second rounds because you purposely pick, pick 12 because you like getting that back to back at the turn. You know, so you're not really going to trade back from the 112 because you picked it. I mean, unless, again, you're like the last person and that's the pick you get stuck with and you try harder to actually make the move. But yes, a lot of leagues do derby style where the very first startup I ever did was we did uh, NFL draft predictions and it was whoever got the most correct. If you predicted a trade, you got extra points. You know, that kind of, if you got, if you even picked the right position, you got, they tried to make it so it wasn't like six to four, you know, <laughs> like because predicting the first round of a draft is, is not very easy. So there was a lot of partial points involved. And so, yeah, that was the very first startup I did. And I ended up completely luckily winning because I predicted one trade and that gave me like five or six points. And then I beat out the next person. And then I, think I picked second or third overall and drafted Cam Newton and yay super flex uh, <laughs> did not win that league uh, <laughs> but yes yeah, so I mean there's many fun ways none of it's wrong like I don't even think you need a sweet spot for this there it, it's all a matter of taste like if you have no idea none of your like this is your first dynasty league no one ever has any idea what to do 
just do random. There's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely totally. nothing. But if you're ta- if you're a redraft guys coming into Dynasty, do something fun. Do something stupid. I mean, go for it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially for for ex- I to me the sweet spot is the Derby for experienced dynasty players yeah Um, i mean that's it's funny like even in the trade addicts leagues people every year someone of the new leagues someone will ask if we could do a derby and i'm like we haven't done it yet i'm not going to do it now just because i want everything to be the same but every every year someone has asked i should say every league someone has asked so it is absolutely something that a lot of people do enjoy doing it's just not my cup of tea for aforementioned reasons yeah totally for like for me i i feel like you know, there's there's more strategy involved because if you've got an early pick, like say say you do prefer that six slot, but you get the first you know the first pick in the derby, which means you get to pick any any spot that you want. I mean, you have to decide. Like, do I take that six spot where I feel the most comfortable, where I feel like I can put together the best roster um, for you know for what I am trying to do, or do I take first overall, get Pat Mahomes, and then you know try and take advantage of that immense trade value uh, that that first overall pick has? And you know I think that you get a little bit of both. So that's why I say to me it's it's the sweet spot. Um, I think that it inspires the most strategy. Um, it, it it's kind of so it is kind of middle of the road. Like you can pick between value and you know where do you actually want to be. Yeah. Um, And I will say before we move on to the next subject, like that is actually one of the like I will I will change my answer and say I agree with you. That is really the sweet spot also because it will give you up to that point the most interaction possible. Right. Yeah. Like you're kind of doing multiple drafts before you get to the draft. (laughs) (laughs) So and, you know, everyone's picking their picks and you're going to get that dude that like wants the wants the 10 to 12 and they start getting picked before him and he starts getting pissed off like no 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 like i mean that's the stuff you want to create before the draft like you want it's not real drama but you know like you want people to have fun with it so yeah i will i will change my answer to agree with you congratulations episode 13 this is like the first time you've ever you know changed my mind on something (laughs) nice nice i'll take it i hope that's not true Uh, um, (laughs) because i am wrong often uh but yeah no that that is a very good idea where you do get a lot of interaction it does create a lot more stuff going on and really when you're haven't started the league yet that's what you want yeah so if if so uh, now that we're in agreement on uh the strategy behind you know the Kentucky Derby and and you know what that strategy can do for you um let me add another wrinkle of strategy to the entire process with a third round reversal uh is that is I don't believe you do those in the trade addicts I do not um I've just really, like, honestly, I've never understood it. I'm starting to read more about it and listen more about it clearly because they're doing it in Scott Fishbowl this year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, man, give or take. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't get pissed if it happened. I don't care that it doesn't happen. I get it that you don't want to give the person who picks first the best, I guess the best player is the strong word, but, you know, a top player and then give them the most top 36 players or top 30 players because they get that two three turn so i guess but i don't know man like i i've done enough leagues without it that i don't think drafting from this one spot gives you any sort of real advantage that it matters yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day like you still got to draft the right players i don't know i I, and also when you're doing good you straight addicts league you're not really picking from your spot too often so yeah. i mean that might be why i don't really notice that much of a difference but i'll tell you when we do sfb this year how i feel about it because there's there's no trading so i'm definitely picking from my spot every single time so yeah. I, that will absolutely if i that is how i will notice a difference is actually doing a league where you're picking where you have to pick from and you're just sort of stuck with it but yeah. enough people have said it matters to where i will believe them and if Again, if someone wants it, I'm fine with it. If no one brings it up, I'm not going to bring it up either. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I like yeah, I've 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 heard the argument. I've seen it. 
I've seen it. It can matter. You know, if you do end up in a 12 spot. So for those who don't know, uh, third round reversal basically means, you know, so you, you go through the first two rounds, you know, snake style, whoever has one one ends up with, you know, uh, the last pick of the second round, but then you just swap the entire draft and it stays that way for, for the rest of it. So, you know, whoever had the last pick of the first round and the first pick of the second round, now they get the first pick of the third round and they'll have the first pick of all the odd numbered rounds for the rest of the draft. So yeah, it, it just, it just, just flips the draft. And I, like, I've seen it, I've seen the value. And like you said, I mean, trading kind of throws everything off anyways, but it does add a little bit of value to, you know, the last pick of the first round. But I, I just I have a hard time believing that it's enough to necessarily make a difference. I, I think you could go either way and you're going to get roughly the same outcome. Yeah, especially Honestly. with the amount of dumb choices people make. Uh, it's <laughs> it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, there's also man, like I have such a hard time finding, you know, good, good quality content on. Uh, trading within the startup draft and figuring out, you know, pick values, player values. And, and I have people coming to me, asking me all the time. And I'm like, man, kind of the best I can tell you is look at ADP. Look at, you know, the player that's supposed yeah. to go Na- with those names to picks is really the easiest, in, not yeah. the best way to do it. But it's really, <laughs> I remember when I first started football guys has a pick value uh, calculator for startups. And I use that a lot. And I haven't gone back to see if I actually still agree with it to this day, but it (laughs) it worked well enough in my first year or two that uh, I didn't stop using it. But yes, absolutely. Valuing startup picks, names to picks is really the best way. And the thing is, picks are always worth more than the player name anyway. So at that point, the earlier the pick, the more expensive, even than the name you are putting to it. So like we said, the 101 we're talking you know Mahomes or actually at this day I don't think it's is it anyone else besides Mahomes these days like no. running backs have completely fallen yeah. uh, but that pick 101 is worth more than Mahomes is because that 101 could be anything in any any everything I, well not everything I yeah. guess you're taking one pick but it could be whatever the hell you want and you could do whatever the hell you want with it and that that's more power than just Patrick Mahomes so it's the yeah. same thing if you're trading away the 108 it could be Christian McCaffrey. It could be, you know, Russell Wilson, whoever, but it could also be whoever the hell the other person wants to draft that you're going to trade that pick to. So it's worth a little bit more than the ADP would say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's just, and the problem is it's so, it, it ends up being league dependent, you know? Well, I mean, every league is its own market in every facet regardless, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it all depends on what everyone's trying to do because these days everyone wants to trade back. And if everyone wants to trade back, it gets very cheap to move up. So I, you know, you really just have to read the room and see where values are being held. But yeah, I, but absolutely. Even like when someone DMS me, like I'm in a startup and someone offered me this, I do exactly what I like what you just said. I'm like, well, around this area, you're talking about this kind of guy around that area. You're talking about that kind of guy. Is that the kind of trade you would do after the draft? No. All right. Then why am I going to do it now? I, you know. Right. So I, that that's the easy. Is it the right way? Maybe not, but it's the easiest way to break it down, especially if you get overwhelmed by that kind of idea of the pick trades. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, there's just not a great way to do it. And, you know, so I just I, I don't, you know, back to the third round reversal, like the idea of you know, kind of inflating the value of that, of, you know, whoever has pick 112 and 201, now they have 301, you know, that difference in value is going to get lost somewhere in a trade anyway. So, you know, I just, I just don't think that it's worth worrying about um, just because, you know, in, in, you know, worrying about, you know, making sure these trades are, are good and fair and, and, you know, accurate value going both ways. It just, there's kind of, uh, you know, those of us who have done, you know, hundreds of drafts at this point still don't have a, a, a great way of gauging that. So, you know, whether this is your first draft or your hundredth draft, it's just not even 
worth worrying about. And to me, that's the main reason to do the third round reversal. So, I mean, you can, you can do it. You cannot do it. I think it's going to be the same outcome either way. Yeah, absolutely. But I, you said something at the very beginning that I want to just reiterate and say in plain English and okay. Ow, dog. You got to go away now. <laughs> um, allow trades during the startup draft. Yes. I had a friend who did a startup. It was our first home dynasty league. It was literally me and nine other people who have never played dynasty before. And my friend was so terrified of people screwing up their teams and not wanting to play anymore that he's like, I'm not going to allow trades during the startup. And mm. I, if he wasn't one of my best friends at the time, I would have just left the league. But, <laughs> you know, I was like, dude, it's a, it's a mistake. It's, it's, it's awful. Okay. And here's the even worse part. We did it in person and we did, we all, because it was our, you know, everyone's first time on MFL. So we were literally sitting in a room with our laptops doing this draft. It was boring as hell. <laughs> it was <laughs> horrible. Um, but it was just the job of the commissioner is not to protect people from themselves. It's to make sure the league runs. The league can run with well, again, you don't want to replace yourself, and this was a 10-team league. If you need to replace all nine people, you can replace all nine people, and that league will be the exact same league. It, you know, It is not meant to protect GMs from themselves. Let them. The only way you learn is by doing. Like, like, what's the difference of trading a bunch of picks during the draft or trading a player three seconds after the draft ends? Right. Like we said before, we're just putting players to picks anyway. You know, if I'm going to make a bad trade during the draft, I'm going to do it right afterwards anyway. So don't hamstring people. Don't try and overprotect people. It just makes it bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, I needed to spell that out because I like, that was one of the most annoying things in my dynasty history was sitting through that draft and just not being able to take advantage of falling value and not be able to do anything whatsoever, just except for sit and wait for my turn. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that's like that. It kind of goes beyond sweet spot, but I mean, for us, I think we're in agreement. Like we've, we've been saying this all along. Like you, you, you do what you want to do. You do what, what's fun for you and for your league. And if that means not, not trading in the startup, I mean, you know, be my guest, but man, like that's, that's I, one of the few things that we're, that we're like, we're not going to sign off on that. We're yeah. Just I mean, well, there's no sweet spot. This is a yes or a no. And the <laughs> right. thing is the only reason I can think to say no is what my friend was doing, trying to protect GMs from themselves. And that's, you're not supposed to do that. That's not your job. Right. If someone can think of a good reason, unless it's some sort of specific league setup. Where if that's part of your league where there's no trading for some unknown reason that I can think of, that's cool. That's fine. But if you're like, if the only reason I could think of is to make sure no one screws their team up, they're going to screw it up anyway. Might as well let them have fun doing it. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, that's how you get better for the next one. Yeah, the only way to learn about bad trades is to make them. The only way to make better trades is to keep trading. Yep. Exactly. So if we're saying, you're going to, you know, we're allowing trading in the startup. What is this? Uh, what does our clock need to look like? We need to make sure that we've got time for people to, to negotiate trades. We need people to, you know, be able to live their lives outside yeah, of the yeah. startup. Um, but, you know, so what's, a, what's a good amount of time? Because at the same time, you know, the, the longer it takes to make a pick, the less interested, you know, the less interested people are going to be. Uh, and in it, not a problem early on in the draft, obviously. Like when oh, the names when are the sexy, 20s, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, you end up with people not only, you know, not only taking the entire clock while they're negotiating trades, uh, but then the next person just totally misses the clock altogether because it's been so long since they made a pick, and even longer, like weeks since they made a pick that they care they even cared about so yeah you know so 
like there there obviously there does need to be a clock and I, like just like everything i think there's a sweet spot here what what does that look like um okay the reality is i don't think 8 hours is the norm i i mean that's of most of the leagues i've been in it's been 8 hours and the unfortunate truth is sometimes it needs to be mm-hmm. you know you have so many leagues I have with teachers <laughs> and you know, they don't really get to look at their phones too often during the day. There's people that have, you know, hands-on jobs like that league. Uh, I've talked about, I don't know. I've been invited to redraft league. So I wouldn't have talked about it here. I'm in a redraft league where I, at least when the league started, I was the only person who was not a union electrician, which means I was the only person out of 12 that could look at their phone during the day. <laughs> Because they're doing real work. I'm sitting in front of a computer doing just bull crap. And they're, you know, wiring buildings. So, I mean, like. Collecting hazard pay. Yeah, seriously. Like, and it's just, you know, like, you, you, there needs to be a clock. But it needs to have time on it. Yeah. Mostly, you know, based on that kind of stuff. You know, nowadays, it's not just America. You know, I play with people in England and Ireland. Um, I did a draft when my cousin was in Australia, which was super interesting because that time difference is ridiculous. Uh, So there's absolutely reasons where you need to have a a decent sized clock. If I was talking about like a real personal preference, it would be closer to the four to six hours because again, if I knew I had a league where we didn't have any of those people that can't look at their phone, there's no reason to not, be able to do it within eight hours now i know you also get into i mean i married i have two kids the weekends hit i don't do much fantasy football stuff except for during the season like you know i was talking to talking before the show started i had a wedding i had a my wife had a dress fitting for another wedding because the world's starting to open again like you know everything's happening at once you know sunday mornings i barely get to look at my phone i have to do it before my kids wake up because once they do it's all daddy do this daddy do that so yeah the real world happens but man four hours you can check your phone uh, i mean that's what it, like you can sneak to the bathroom go check your phone and set a pre-draft if you have to i so to me i would love four hours because like you said it keeps it moving it stops people from getting bored it stops like how how much does it suck to be in like a 14 team league and have the 14th pick like you make your two picks and then you got nothing for however like hours days days at times you know again you can trade but sometimes it just doesn't always doesn't always work out so I would love a four-hour clock. A six-hour is my compromise, but I know the answer is eight hours because, yeah, the world. <laughs> so, I, like again, I think the sweet spot is eight hours, and the real my the real answer is the sweet spot's eight hours because that's what it needs to be. Yeah, uh, just based on everything else. Um, uh, shut off though at night also helps. Like if you want to do six hours, but do a shut off from. I mean, I usually do 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., I think. But if you want to do six hours and do it from like 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., you know, give a nice big chunk of a shutoff. So people who fall asleep early, people who wake up late because of shift work or whatever reason why. Like, I, there are so many times I fall asleep while trying to get my kids to sleep. Uh, and that happens at like 8.30. <laughs> and sometimes I, sometimes I make it through the night. I mean... I don't want to lose my pick because man, I crashed. So, but again, there's always pre-drafting. So yeah, the, uh, the real answer is eight hours and I give like a good seven hour shut off overnight. Um, which again, that sucks for the dudes in Ireland and England where they're like five, six hours ahead of us because nights aren't nights for, you know, their nights aren't our nights. It, it's very different, but I mean, you can't, nothing's going to be perfect in that situation unless you turn off the clock and have people who, respect the draft enough to keep checking yeah um just kind of a quick house cleaning thing i've been saying this on several podcasts lately but this it also applies here so just i'm gonna put it in context for commissioners real quick but like a a huge pet peeve for me is when somebody is on the clock just jumps on and makes their pick without checking trade proposals first Oh, oh God. <laughs> Annoys the hell out of me. So as a commissioner, please, like wherever your, your, you know, chat group is, 
hammer on that. <laughs> make sure to keep reminding people, check your trade proposals before you make every pick. You never know when you've got a proposal. And a lot of times they're pretty juicy. So <laughs> right. Like, especially like when stuff is like, yeah, because if a player's falling, sometimes you just want to take that guy, but sometimes like people want to move up to get it. It's to your detriment just to make the pick without looking. And yeah. like right now we're in uh, the fantasy cares eliminators right now. And, you know, trade addicts, we have, you are allowed to do draft trades. And I literally sent offers to six picks in a row. Like I, I wanted to trade up, you know, rejected damn okay next guy okay <laughs> and, and like four out of the six people picked without even replying to my trades i'm like guys <laughs> look at look at the title the podcast of which you are in the eliminator for pay attention to me <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like i got you know we're, we're here to make trades so let's make some trades yeah absolutely always look at your just click that trades button to see if there's anything there before you pick yeah and i honestly use the clock like let's talk about this for a second even though i know we don't have too much time to to we have a timer here kind of uh you know use the clock to your advantage like if you sit on the clock like let's say you have an eight hour clock and you have a very valuable pick that you don't you want to get rid of you don't want to make the pick but you're not getting those offers sit on it for four hours and see what happens <laughs> like i know it's kind of a jerk move but like my friends we we coined it aggro drafting <laughs> where <laughs> you're just the longer you sit on the clock the more trade trade offers you're going to get because people want to keep the draft moving like <laughs> don't feel like you need to oh god i'm on the clock i gotta go pick and get it you know no you have a clock it's there for a reason you're out to dinner with your family you want to force other people's hands to make trades use the clock whether you need it or you want to i mean it's there use it uh, yeah we are hashtag team slow draft at, at least at the trade addicts pod we even sell a shirt that says so uh but we are also team don't be a dick so <laughs> you know use it if you have to use it if you want to but man don't drain it to seven hours and 59 minutes to make your pick just for the hell of it because that's just being a dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well and and i mean you know not 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 to uh force us back on track necessarily i just think that there's a, a a pretty natural segue here but um you know on top of using the clock i mean you can also you know as commissioners we can also kind of um I don't know what what's 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 the word here. We can kind of lighten the damage a little bit um, if you know if the clock does expire. I'm curious, you know, for you, like what happens if if the clock expires on somebody? Um, it, what's what's like the penalty? What's the the protocol? All right. Uh, well, I will. I mean, to me, there's two real ways of handling it. There's the way I prefer is NFL draft style. The yep. pick gets skipped, and as soon as you realize your pick got skipped, you tell the commissioner, who in this case is me, and I'll put the pick in. Now, clearly, if other people have picked after you, you don't pick from those guys. You get to pick from the draft pool. You know, if three other people picked, sucks to be you. You missed out on those three guys. I mean, you shouldn't have missed your pick is what it comes down to. But you do. you get your pick of anything else that is available in the draft spot. As soon as you recognize if it's three rounds later, I don't know what the hell you were doing for three rounds, but <laughs> you know, you get your pick. It's fine. Um, I, I like that because the other option sucks at times. Yeah. Um, the other option is top of ADP. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you're, you get your, you clock out and you automatically get picked someone for you. The reason that sucks is, if there's a player on like an eight pick slide and you're one pick away and that dude times out and gets the good player, like that's infuriating and they don't deserve it. <laughs> so why should they get the, the player at the top? Like we always used to joke that if you ever time out or even like in our live drafts, when we're drafting with people, if you take too long, you get a kicker and you know, we don't care if there's no kickers in the league, you're getting a kicker, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. to me, like, Auto drafting is the worst. It is unfair if you get the best player on the board while the next person is waiting with their finger on the trigger to pull it for that that person. So yeah. I, I'm absolutely a fan of skipping the pick and 
filling it in later because it's super easy to do on MFL anyway. Yeah, man, we try so hard not to make definitive statements, but to me, like that's the only way to do it. Like, no, I get like it. It's less work to let it auto draft. It is. Yeah, but like I mean, you said, I mean, so part of the problem, you know, I sleepers ADP is is gross. MFL's ADP gets reset. depending on the time of year is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. not to mention if you're doing super flex, it's not going to be right. Yeah. So like right now, MFL's ADP is going to be, you know, we're, we're doing this in, in, you know, late May. Um, and you know, so right now MFL's ADP is very heavy on rookies because yeah. so many leagues are just doing rookie drafts right now. You know, so so those rookies end up higher than you know a lot of a lot you know much better veterans. So like the the ADP gets screwed up. MFL has a cool thing where you can use fantasy fantasy sharks. Yes, um, and they you know it's it, either their ADP or their I think it's uh, rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their rankings. Um, they also have one that's like their rankings, but specific to that roster. That like that's kind of my favorite. Um, that ends up being the, the best one, but like, it's still just like you said, I mean, you know, players don't get to fall. Um, you know, you, sometimes you end up with a, a player who's, you know, like too good. Like it's almost like a reward for exactly (laughs) like firing you. You, you shouldn't get good things for missing out on your pick. Yeah. I mean, like when you get past a couple of rounds, you'll always find like Raheem Mostert is still really high on MFL's ADP. Like he'll sit there for a lot of rounds still at the top of the list. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes a dude's going to clock out and get Raheem Mostert. But, yeah. you know, when, DeAndre some- Hopkins gets picked way too late in drafts <laughs> because he's turned 28. Do you really want someone getting DeAndre Hopkins in the fourth because he timed out? Like, no, that sucks. I want to take advantage of that. Yeah, they were going to make a worse pick, most likely. Let him do it. But, yeah, and uh, the other problem is sometimes, you know, like if a player retires, they still stay pretty high up in in those rankings and in ADP for a while. Um, if a player, like, you know, suffers a, a season-ending injury, like in, in training camp or something like that, yeah. you know. Um, like Deshaun Hamilton just, just you know, he just tore his ACL do like playing basketball or something like that. Um, but he like he's gonna maintain his ADP for a little while. So like that's that's kind of the opposite extreme. That's a little too harsh, you know, to stick somebody with that player, you know. So yes, you might as well let them pick a little later whenever they notice. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like we try not to make definitive statements, but man, to me, like this one's kind of a slam dunk. But you can do it either way. Do no, whatever yeah, like up. this one, like I got to be honest, I I time out every once in a while, mostly because I miss notifications. Like so many times on my phone, I go to swipe one notification, but then that's right when another one pops up and I swipe it away by accident and I don't notice, you know, MFL, sometimes their emails group together because, you know, you're on the clock in two different drafts at the same time. Like so many things can happen that you you just miss. It happens. It's the, it you know, the real world, but you don't want, to like you still want things to be not bad (laughs) i like i couldn't (laughs) think of a better way to say it like if it's me and i time out i'd rather get to make my pick you know in an hour when i really like man i haven't drafted in a while let me go check the oh crap let me pick someone as opposed to oh it's the fifth round and i just got Rohim mostert and that sucks and you know again it's the plus or minus of who that top person happens to be and the situation. Do you want to have that gamble or do you want to just let it be up to the GM itself? And to me, yeah, you want to make it up to the GM itself. Yeah, for sure. I've got three questions for you. I know we're kind of up against it on time. So I'm going to just kind of let you go through them shotgun style. Let's do it. Um, it is as little or as much discussion as you want to put in um, this first one though. Um, probably gets a little bit of explanation. We'll see, though. It's up to you. R- uh, rookie picks or rookie players in the startup? Oh, man, we st- we missed a really big one. Okay. Uh, we skipped over that. Uh, yeah. To me, it's rookie picks. And to 
actually explain what that means. You do a draft, and at least in MFL, the way I do it is you create custom players, and you name it 2021 Rookie 101, 2021 Rookie 102, and you put those in the draft pool. So like this season, to date us again and keep away the evergreen, Trevor Lawrence is going as a first-round startup pick. So if you're at the seventh pick and you want Trevor Lawrence, you select rookie 101 as opposed to selecting Trevor Lawrence, and then you get to do a separate rookie draft. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's the best answer because, again, like we've been saying before, the more time, more interaction you can create, the better it is for the league. So doing multiple drafts is absolutely something you want to do. Um, it is. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to do a draft with rookies in it before the NFL draft. <laughs> like I, and well, you know, next time we get together and we do talk rookie drafts, I'll talk about how much fun it is to do a rookie draft before the NFL draft. You know, it creates such a different level of intensity of watching the draft. But to me, the best way to do it is to put the rookie picks in it because it's ultimate control over what you want to do with your team. You know, do you care about rookies? Cool. Go get those picks. Do you not care about rookies? Why should I waste my time and the value on them? You know, let me just scoop up the vets that are slipping past while everyone picks their rookies. It's just the best way to do it. There's also picking rookie draft slots in the draft where, you know, at pick six, instead of selecting Trevor Lawrence, you say, I'm going to take rookie one. So you get the 101, 201, 301, 401 kind of thing. I, I like that even less. I'm going to be honest, just because mm. it's that's too much. Like I guess value changes as value does, and you draft them in different places, I guess. But it's another idea. It, I've never done it, I'm going to be honest, but it, it doesn't sound super appealing. Um, you do the actual rookies involved, which, depending on the time of year, if you're after the NFL draft... I just include the rookies like I'm doing my Harry Potter League draft right now. The rookies, I purposely waited till after the NFL draft so I could just put the rookies in the draft itself. Mm -hmm. You know, we I don't we have some other like we do rivalry drafts and stuff like that. So we're going to have other stuff to do. So I didn't want to put the rookie draft on top of it because it's a 48 person league and things will just take too long. Because um, the thing is, like you need if you're doing a startup without the rookies involved, you need to have a rookie draft. And I think drafting picks is really the only fair way to do it. Um, I, we have two things listed on here that is not including the picks or including the rookies in the startup. And that is reverse startup order, which I hate because snake drafts are created to make every spot equal. Mm -hmm. The 101 gets the 101 and 212 because that kind of equals the 112 and the 201. Like that's literally the point of why you snake. So why would it be fair that because I got the 112, I get the 101 in a rookie draft? Yeah. That just that it's not. That's not how it's supposed to work. I again, if that's what you want to do, more power to you. I just I don't get it. I don't think it's I don't think there's reason behind it. Unless you're gonna snake the rookie draft. It, I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe if you do that, then that's fine. I, I guess that that would just be really weird. Um and then what I would prefer if we're not doing any of that is just random a random order for your rookie draft. If you're going to do a startup because do the, the same way you did your startup draft, right? Like, you know, do the hundred yard rush, do another game of beer pong and see what happens, you know, just create the order the same way. Why not? The one other thing that I've, that I've done and I don't, I don't mind it. My, my preference is still rookie picks in a startup, but to me, kind of the second best thing to do, like if you do the Kentucky Derby, you basically mm -hmm. do a two round Kentucky Derby. So to where you're picking your your position in a startup and you're picking your position in a rookie draft. And so with your first pick, you can decide, do I want? Oh, you know, so you get to pick either or. Yeah. Like, uh, like oh, do I, I want, want the first startup and then the next person say, well, I want the first rookie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. That That's a very yeah. good idea because you can in years like this where there's a Trevor Lawrence or when there's a Zeke Elliott, you can prioritize that rookie one-on-one over the start. I like that. That's a very good idea. Yeah. And again, it's more creating interaction and making people ups upset with you when you take what they want. So yeah, I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. a very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. To, like I said, to me, that's the second best. I mean, I, I really just like, I like having the extra value of the rookie yeah. picks in a startup plus, you know, the, extra the second event of the rookie draft but yeah the next best thing to me is just do that do it in the derby um do you require a full roster uh by the end of the startup 
No. Uh, why? <laughs> I mean, there's going to there's gonna be a rookie draft. There's going to be waivers. I, I As long as... I mean, if you're doing a 28-round, because, you know, we decided our sweet spot's around 28 picks. If you're doing a 28-round draft and you don't leave with 10 start like 10 people to put your starting lineup i good for you for doing all that trading <laughs> i guess i don't know like but like otherwise no i you're gonna yeah. if you don't want to have a full team by the time your season starts that's on you i mean that's a very different answer for budget for uh august auction that's, that's the yeah that's why i brought it up it's gonna it's, be the that will be a very different answer you know <laughs> yeah. next week or two weeks or let's see how long we could put this one off for <laughs> um it'll be a very different answer for auctions but no for drafts there's no real requirements to anything short of going over you can't go over the amount of spots like if you trade down so many times you end up with 35 picks but there's only 28 roster spots you're screwed out of those last seven yeah all right last one for you uh so obviously we're gonna allow future picks um we're gonna you know people are gonna have their future picks so if you're doing a startup here in 2021 you also have your rookie picks for 2022 um and you know the it's draft currency Right. Or it's trade Absolutely. trade currency, yeah. essentially um, helps you trade up like you throw in a 2022 first with your, you know, third round pick to possibly get up into the first round. Yeah. Maybe. No, I mean, value wise, not really. But, you know, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's the uh, the basic framework. Uh, but how many uh, how far into the future do you go with the future picks? Two years. It just two years. Seems like a nice that like honestly that seems like a sweet spot because you know you like we sit now in May and we can say with very little certainty but still enough good feeling that twenty two draft kind of sucks but the twenty three draft there's going to be a lot of good quarterbacks and running backs like we can see that trading out into twenty four is literally just I don't know like it's you're doing it just for the sake of doing it. Which don't I not I'm not in any leagues that let you do that to be honest. Um TA leagues are just two years. I'm in a few leagues that are one year. I am in one league that is well, vampire leagues and stuff like that, where you or like relegation leagues, you can't really trade into the future because you're gonna be in different divisions and stuff like that. Um, but no, yeah, two years because once you get past that, it gets ridiculous and it really like just kills the value of, of picks when you get that far out. It's I, I don't think I like it is really all it comes down to. It's not that I have something avidly against it. Like if I had, if I had three years worth of picks, I can guarantee you, I wouldn't send an offer, including a 24 pick. Like it just, I wouldn't think to do it. Yeah. I wouldn't accept one either. <laughs> yeah. Like it would yeah. have such little value at this point because time actually is equal to money and mm-hmm. that's really far out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Exactly um man did we miss anything it feels like uh, i like i'm a little surprised that we got through this in basically an hour um we thought the startup was going to be this monster thing that we were going to have to talk about and we did you know we split it in half we still have another hour on auctions but on the startup we'll absolutely think of things the second (laughs) we walk away i'm sure and we'll start doing that and then only you get to do like three quarters of the auction because we spent the first quarter of the time talking about the stuff we forgot. And like we completely skipped over the rookie picks, which I'm sure we'll find some way to extend into the next episode a little bit because we definitely rushed through it. Yeah. Well, let's do this then. Uh, For those of you listening, if you, if you come up with anything that we missed that you want us to hit on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. DM me. Ask Superflex, dude. You can DM Russ at Dynasty Outhouse, but no, he's he's, he's going to be at a wedding. So yeah, <laughs> he's he's perpetually at a wedding. Like anytime, anytime you DM Russ, he's probably at a wedding. He's or a birthday sp- party, wedding or birthday party. That's that's <laughs> all I do with my life. I know <laughs> I, I have no friends, but I know way too many people. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. You're 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 like the. Uh, the wedding guest version of, of guy with a truck when everybody wants to move. (laughs) (laughs) We need a body. Hey Russ need to fill a seat. And I know that you give really good gifts. Yes. (laughs) But you're giving me the primary of every damn time. (laughs) That's right. It's only fair. (laughs) It's only fair. So yeah, for the, for the wedding guest cardboard cutout dynasty outhouse, (laughs) I'm a super flex dude. 
let's adjourn this meeting and pound the gavel.